Hi, dear listener, and this week we're talking about Jong, Delaney, Pena, Moretz, Jerry and Tom. We're going to be playing Cat and Mouse with 2021's Tom and Jerry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of 100 Things We Learned from film. This is episode 21. 21 today. 21 today. Oh, young. <laughs> uh, I am host number one, Tom. And I am host number two, Jerry. You little mouse bastard. I can't say anything because you never said it in the cartoons. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? It's not Jerry, of course. It's John. How are you doing, John? I'm right, Tom. No, I just uh, I've uh, accidentally stumbled upon a, a bottle of vodka, so it could get a bit rocky. <laughs> could, could get a bit uh, cheesy. Could get a bit cheesy. <laughs> um, I'm on the uh, Welsh malt whiskey tonight, the Pendron, which is uh, lovely, very nice. It's a bit lighter than I would usually go for. I quite like a quite like an island PT one. Yeah, but it's 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 very nice. I'm just finishing off finishing off the bottle. Makes you sound like we're drinking all day. <laughs> finishing off the finishing bottle. Off. The bottle. <laughs> Does it smell like the valleys? Coal mines and the valleys. Oh, we should do How Green Was My Valley. Have you seen that? No. I've... It's not an actual thing. It sounds quite sexual. But How so Green that's... Was My Valley is, I think it won, I think it won Best Film in something like 1952, something like that. Um, it's about growing up in a, in a coal mining village in, in, in Wales. It's, it's a great movie. There's nothing, nothing for us at uh, <laughs> all in that. But it is a very, very good movie that I recommend to all of our listeners. How green is your valley? It just sounds like something's went off. <laughs> How green is your valley? Well, it's been a long lockdown. A very long lockdown. It's been a warm day. A <laughs> uh, hundred things we learned from film is the podcast where we try and teach you a thing or two about the subjects covered in the film. Now, that might be uh, something random happening in the background. It might be something based around the film and the production of the film. Or it might be some bullshit because the film was filmed in New York City. So set in New York City. Another New York City. I said to John off the air. God, every time I say to John, let's not pick another New York film because this is starting to get repetitive. (laughs) Uh, And, yeah, this one is a New York City film. You love um, a New Yorker. You do. We are talking about this year's, we are talking about this month's 2021's Tom und Jerry. Oh, Jesus. It's, uh, it's, I can only say this must be for the kids. I'm going to put it in the fact that it must be for the kids because it certainly wasn't for adults. <laughs> well, ooh, there's a lot of this, which is kind of like, hey, adults. We know you didn't want to come and watch this, but here's some jokes for you. Hey, yeah. have some jokes. Have some jokes, you fucking mook. <laughs> I don't even think there was any subtle sexual ones, was there? I don't, even, I don't even remember any double entendres. No, no, there isn't, thankfully, because those are always uncomfortable. But what there is, is some really shitty film references. Yeah. 
Yeah, really, really shitty kind of on-the-nose film references. <laughs> so, John, do you want to tell us, because slightly different this, um, do you want to tell us, you can't tell us what films were released this year, I guess you could, but we're only kind of three months in. Uh, do you want to tell us what you're looking forward to this right. year? 2021, I think it's going to be a good year for film. <laughs> they make it out. Streaming services is obviously going to be a big, big thing, so... But looking at my magic list, so we're looking at June. I'm looking forward to June because I think uh, late June, I know there was a lot of problems with the original June um, adaptation, but it's going to be there, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, No Time to Die, uh, Black Widow. Oh, God, there's some real good... um, All right, MCU movies are back. Yeah, yeah, so so they should be back on the the, uh, the, uh, the, the list. Godzilla versus King Kong. Okay, that's this month, isn't it? That's like people listening in the future are going fucking get with it. It was rotten. <laughs> it's later this month. We're I'm buying a new God. telly for that, by the way. Are you really? I'm literally, I'm literally buying a new telly for that. I'm going to buy a 4K TV just for that release. Wow, Jesus! But not just for that release. Going forward, we will own a 4K telly. Maybe we should um, just start doing 4K films on here. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've got I've got the uh, I've got the 4K special edition box set of Battle Royale coming later this month. Did I send you the picture of yeah, that? Yeah, you can't play it. I've got to be honest. Okay. I've got to be honest. That is down to friends of the podcast, uh, SP Film Viewers, or Paul uh, specifically, and other podcasts that, that we quite like, the Galleria Boys in Chesterfield. Uh, hey, up me ducks. And they, uh, <laughs> they're, they're all in on that. So, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I've bought that. <laughs> I have, yeah. Sorry, what else, John? No, sorry, I got- I know, oh God, there's, there's loads of Black Widow, Matrix 4, which I'm, I'm, the jury's still out on that. I don't really think there's a need for it anymore, but we'll see, we'll see. Top Gun Maverick, oh God, Scientology, here we go. Ghostbusters Afterlife, Venom with Carnage in it, so I'm hoping it's better than bloody. I didn't hate that last Venom, but apparently it was cut to buggery. I don't, apparently there was a lot of good comedy stuff in it, Tom Hardy. Yeah, I, I don't understand why, because it was, it was very watchable, but it just seemed to be a lot of CGI heavy, so I get yeah. that part of it. But um, with Carnage in it, I'm hoping to go with story rather than just all about the visual effects. That uh, wig, though, that, that oh, Woody Harrelson wig yeah, was still so have stupid. It. He looked like Carrot Top. He's still going to have it. <laughs> this one I've left to the end because I think me and you should maybe do it when it comes out, the new Zack Snyder uh, zombie movie. It's out later this month, isn't it? It's on. It's going to be on Netflix, isn't it? It is, okay. yeah. Um, Shall we do a, a week of release? Yes, yeah, let's, let's do it. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Um, yeah, look, we already did the Zack Snyder thing, but if you don't, if you didn't like that, you didn't listen to that episode. So, yeah, that's it. Um, so, yeah, roughly about a month from now, you'll be listening to an episode of us doing that. So, that, I mean, look, it is, you're right, it's quite an exciting year. Um, okay, cool. So, yes, 100 Things We Learned From Film. I went away to learn 70 things from the movie. John went away to learn 70 things from the movie. And we put them together to hopefully have 100 things we learned from Tom and Jerry. Let's do it. Let's do this thing. So, should we just start off straight away by saying that Tom and Jerry is an absolute classic? I was brought with Tom and Jerry, so we'll just get this out of the way. Go on then. Tom and Jerry was created. You were brought up with Tom and Jerry? What, what, what were you in that house? <laughs> you were in that, that house was, for that was, <laughs> that, All I remember is, is that voice, so 
Uh, Hanna Barbera brought them out in 1940. Uh, they were short films. There was 100, 114 of them in the first run between 1940 and 50, uh, 1958, which to me is crazy considering I just remember all the original ones and I thought there was a lot, lot more. It's like 40 Towers. You, you, you've got them in your head that there's so many of them, but there's only X amount. So there was only 114 short Tom, uh, Tom and Jerry stories created at the beginning. But all I remember is the the voice that they had to change in the 90s because mm-hmm. they thought it was racist because she was like, a, she was, was Southern, she's only Southern, but I think they, they put it down to her being like a, like a maid, like or sort yeah. of someone. And, yeah, and um, I can add a little bit to that because I, I, I listened to a, a classic Hollywood podcast called You Must Remember This. And that character, that type of character was known as the Southern Mammy. And specifically, the actor that played Mammy in Gone with the Wind, she Mm -hmm. won an Oscar. She was the first black person, black woman to win an Oscar. I think probably black person at all to win an Oscar. She spent her career playing this comedy kind of, and it is, it's referred to as the the Mammy. And it's extremely culturally insensitive. But mm-hmm. that that's what that was. And in right. the 90s, you're right, when there was Tom and Jerry cartoons in the 90s, they replaced them with 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 a with a white kind of, again, I, I think she was called Mother or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I, although I could be conflating that with Nanny from the Muppet Babies for some reason. <laughs> but that's also in my head. But, yeah, that's a well-known kind yeah. of historical trope. So, yeah, I, I, I knew a little bit about that. But yeah, I didn't realise it was the nineties they'd removed it. They took out the smoking and all that as well. Remember they tried to do it with the smoking, so it was encouraging kids smoking and they tried to yeah. take some of the not the violence, but some of the ailments after the violence. So try and blank out some of the impact stuff and if there's any sort of smoke, they'll try and take that out. It was just Yeah. You can you can so basically you can hit people in the face with an iron, just don't have a tab on while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, or just do fags, just uh, garrot. Just don't smoke while you're, you're, you're ironing. Absolutely. Is, uh... <laughs> Daddy, what's that coming out of – red stuff coming out of Kitty's ears? Oh, that's raspberry jam, son. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in Scratch, you haven't got a, a, anything on these guys, man. They really don't. Uh, yeah, that's a number of things to start with, John. Have you got any more on the history of Tom and Jerry? Uh, just we'll, as we'll go and we'll go through it because um, I think there's a lot of things that people know about Tom and Jerry, but I don't want to just assume. Do you know what I mean? It's just, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think what they've done is just take a big cultural thing or a big thing that a lot of people hold dear to the heart nostalgically wise, but then just ruin it by yeah. making it a better story about not Tom and Jerry. So, but yeah. Okay. So, (laughs) the movie opens flying into New York, following some cartoon pigeons, right? And I thought, oh, cartoon pigeons, that's an interesting way to start it. And it's, did you spot the song? The song was, A Tribe Called Quests, Can I Kick It? And I thought, oh, I bloody love this song. This Mm -hmm. is a great number. Do you know how old A Tribe Called Quests, Can I Kick It? Twenty-nine year old. It is thirty-one years old. I was two years out, man. At least give me that. <laughs> thirty-one years old. Yeah, it shouldn't be in this movie. Anyway, I ended up doing some digging and, and trying to figure out kind of why that particular song was in the movie, and I can only put it down to the fact that the movie's directed by Tim Story. Yeah. Now, Tim Story wasn't a name I knew, but it is somebody that I know. So. Mm-hmm. 
Tim Tim's story is roughly he's a little bit a little bit older than you, John. So he's uh, he's he's fifty one this year. He's a fair bit older than you, John. He's a lot older than you, <laughs> John. You. So you think <laughs> Tim's story is the director of Barbershop. Right. Okay. Which uh, have you seen it? It's a yeah. great movie. It's yeah, a yeah. great movie, and I actually think it's one I need to watch again. Um, he directed the American remake of Taxi, not the TV show, but of the um, oh, French the... movie, yeah, yeah, which is Queen um, and, um... Queen Yeah, I get yeah, the other guy who I don't know. Um, oh, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah, that's him. That's him. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's done. He's done a lot of stuff. He's actually started out as a. Um, he did. Music videos started out as a music video director, so he's done stuff for NSYNC. He's done stuff for Ghetto Mafia. He's done stuff for Tyrese, uh, Genuine, all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. You know, he's done loads. Sonique, do you remember that Sonique song? He did that. Yes, one. I'm sure she's got more than one. Beanie Man featuring Wycliffe Jean is a, is, is something that nobody has said. For probably about fifteen years, but yeah, <laughs> that that was uh, that, that's what he's done. But yeah, he did Ride Along, which I've not seen. I've no interest oh, in seeing. Oh, that's funny. I had Kevin Hart and um, Ice Cube in it, so yeah. only watched quite Ice Cube to see what he was doing these days. I actually enjoyed it. Sorry, man. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> look, I just I just haven't seen it. Ride Along Two. We watched last week that new Shaft movie that's on Netflix. You know the one from a couple of years ago with yeah. Samuel Jackson. That, 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 that first Shaft kind of reboot with Samuel Jackson is really mm-hmm. gritty and nasty and thing. This new one, man, it's like an episode of MacGyver. I was going to say, is it shiny and new? They've got like a crew and everybody. Oh, oh stupid! Yeah, it's his son. And then at the end, spoiler alert for Shaft that's on Netflix, as if that's a thing. At the end, Richard Roundtree's in it. So there's basically three generations Jesus. of John Shaft. That's a lot of Shaft. <laughs> more Shaft than I can handle. Um, but I'm not going to lie, we had a good time watching it. But he's he's doing, I did notice on his IMDb, Ride Along 3. Maybe I need to get on these Ride Along movies. Maybe I need to ride along with them. Maybe you need to get um, on it. And he has been signed up for a movie called Monopoly. The what? movie Monopoly. What are the chances? Good. The movie Monopoly, the, the detail on IMDb says, the movie centres on a boy from the game's modest Baltic Avenue on a quest to make a fortune. It's a good start. Yeah. Hopefully he passes go. Hopefully he collects two. Hopefully he passes go and then gets so frustrated that he smacks everything off the, the, the board like everybody else. <laughs> if they like yeah. Ken Kong. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's, that's something I've learned. He made a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and his inspiration, his inspiration was uh, who killed Roger, oh, Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. I saw that yeah. as well. Who framed Roger? he saw he saw who framed Roger Rabbit and thought that's a fucking brilliant film. I'm going to make this because <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit is great. It's, it's a classic, it, man. It's, it's, I think it's it. perfect. Yeah. But I think what is great about it is the way that they integrate the story of. The humans and the tunes. The cartoons, yeah. Don't do that here. They yeah. don't Toon, do that here for my money. Yeah. Toontown was was such a big element of, of that, whereas they never it was just integrated into the story. So a lot of the, the things that were going on, <clears throat> Peacocks, it was just it was all animated. Just, yeah. And and this is this is my issue. I didn't realise 
uh, it took a little while for me to realize, but all these cartoon animals are the only animals. So in this universe, in the Tom and Jerry universe, mm-hmm. the TJCU doesn't work. It's not a thing. The, the TNJCU. Um, in the Tom and Jerry cinematic, if I, I'm going to stop it. I'm not going to say it. In this universe, animals are all cartoon animals. Yes. They couldn't blink an eye. Crazy. A pigeon crashes into the credits at one point, and you're like, are we fourth wall breaking? I don't really know. Tom is on the train with this big keyboard, which is quite interesting. Which is a real real keyboard, but CGI'd up to shit. Oh, and here's the thing. Everything that they touch and they deal with is real. So there's a bit later on with the with, with glasses. Mm-hmm. So he's on a train, and there's a rat showing Jerry around a new home, and he opens like a, 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 a door, and it's a glove box of a car. A car, yeah. Yeah, and there's a chalk outline of a mouse. Uh, they don't chalk outline bodies anymore, by the way. They used to. I saw one as a child. Never seen a body, but I saw a uh, saw a chalk outline as a child. Someone that had been run must have been run over by a car. You'd mm. think it was in the street in my little town growing up. So, but yeah, but they don't do that anymore. They just um, uh, they 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 do what they do with photographs and videos and yeah. such. Tom gets off the subway at St Columbus and Circle. You know me. Got to look up the uh, the tube. How much was that journey worth? (laughs) (laughs) No, because I don't know where it was coming from. St. Columbus and Circle is on uh, 59th Street. It is the 7th Avenue and 8th Avenue lines. And it is the 8th busiest station in New York City and opened in 1948. What? Yes, indeed, sir. There's your big pile of Of history. Uh, yeah, a little bit of history there. A little history. bit of the New York transit system. Do you like a bit of transit system stuff? Jerry's got a list of kind of places he's home house hunting. And he's lo- it says on there, he's looked at a dumpster and the back of a pizza place. All of a sudden, this bird comes in, scoops him up, drops him into a tree. He has an argument with a squirrel and then climbs down and sees that Tom's playing his keyboard in a park. He's got these round sunglasses on, and some guy in the in the audience says, um, oh, that blind cat can play. Oh, no, a kid says, that blind cat can play. And, and the dad says, yeah, you see some strange stuff in this city. I'm like, okay. But the point I made was the film has to explain that blind people all wear these round dark glasses, dark glasses. Yeah. which is a really old trope that, that's that's not real anymore. That I, we, I've got a blind cousin. She's never worn circular round fucking Oasis yeah. sunglasses. Yeah. So old-fashioned and out of, out of kilter. So Jerry spots that they're throwing him money, they're throwing Tom money as he plays. He's very good. Boy, he can play. Uh, Jerry imagines getting money and buying a big house. So he cuts in dancing and has a thing that says he, Tom has uh, Tom the piano playing cat and he has Jerry the dancing mouse uh, and, a, and a can and they all go oh we'll start paying him that you know oh, the cat was fun but this mouse is very good so a fight breaks out they smash the keyboard 
Uh, The glasses come off. A kid picks up the glasses and says, hey, he can see. And another guy says, oh, a regular cat playing piano. (laughs) That's not worth (laughs) my money. It's a fucking cat playing the piano. Playing the piano, I know. It's got to be worth a few bob. Yeah. Uh, But they're used to that, then I wouldn't pay. Mm, Yeah. As they... um, as Tom was leaving the uh, was leaving the, the subway, by the way, there's a droopy dog poster, and I'm like, do these creatures live in the same unit? Is there like a? It must be. Oh, is it a HB? <clears throat> must be. CU, HBCU, man. I hope not. That's that's worse than that fucking Universal Monsters shared universe thing that you know the Tom Cruise the Mummy movie. Oh, that he ruined. Apparently, yeah, the, the, the yeah, dark yeah. he ruined yeah. it. Even his middle tooth couldn't save that. Oh, God. Uh, sad twat. We'll come back to Trippy Dog. Yes, he's he's a prick. <laughs> um, we'll come back to Droopy Dog a little bit later on. So a fight ensues even further um, across Central Park. Uh, they fly into Chloe Grace Moretz, who's on a bike with pants. With pants. We know it's She's funny. picking up someone's washing, I believe, someone's laundry, uh, crashes into them. So I sees Jerry. I know, sees Tom standing yeah. in the middle of the road. Sorry. That's right, yeah. <laughs> which is good. She gets sacked from her job as a helper, which I assume is just like rich people's, like ferrying after rich people. Yeah. yeah, that's Manhattan, what is, yeah. You would assume that that's a thing in this fucking burning hot Cespit. hell cesspit <laughs> well, of the world we live in today. Is, uh, they've got personal shoppers over there, don't they, that actually need to go and do their shopping? They've got people that actually go and do their shopping for them. Yeah, I think I think all rich people have that. What's the point? I want to see what I'm buying. That's all the excitement of it, isn't it? It's like No, but if you mate, if 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 you've not got time because you're keeping the proletariat down, if you're busy, you want bootlickers, don't you? You want <laughs> fucking bootlickers. Never too you. busy for presents. Buy myself. <laughs> True debt. So Jerry is now at the Royal Gate Hotel. The Royal Gate Hotel, you'll be pleased to know, is not a real hotel, which really absolutely fucked with my... uh, Chi? uh, Yeah, it did fuck with my chi, mate. No, it absolutely fucked with the number of things that I hoped I would learn. It's not a real hotel. So there's a lot of stuff coming up shortly. But I would assume that they didn't want to... uh, Embarrassing uh, yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't want to smash up a hotel with cartoons. <laughs> no, right to is it? It's not right to anymore. It's like, yeah, but in saying that, would you really want rats in your kitchen? What am I gonna do? There's a rat in my kitchen. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna kill that rat. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna kill him. We just go from heather to heather, don't we? <laughs> we do. Like, who's <laughs> even listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's been sacked or she she tells the guy that she quits so jerry's at the royal gate hotel tom doesn't get let in he gets kicked out but jerry sneaks in chloe grace moretz arrives she's called kayla need to remember to call her kayla arrives and walks in 
the doorman says, back for another free meal. And she's kind of like, just ignores him. So she sits down with like this cookie. It's obviously breakfast. Sits down with this cookie next to a woman with a big case. This woman's interviewing because there's going to be a big wedding. I think she's called Linda Perrybottom. But I wrote Pennybottom because that's what she gets called. Pennybottom. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And Preta and Ben, who we're supposed to know, are a society couple. And they are getting married there, so they're interviewing for temp jobs, mm-hmm. right? Which yeah. is the first problem I had with this script, not the last. Perry Bottom has just left her job at a big posh hotel in London uh-huh. to come to New York. New York. New York to apply for a temporary job. Yes, nonsensical. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I've quit good jobs for less good jobs in the past. A couple of but times. not not a, not a job to go to a temp job, which no, is so far away. Absolutely no. not. No, Rachel would have my balls if I didn't like that. She basically convinces Pennybottom, Perrybottom, that she has not got the job. That she's interviewing for the job. She's yeah. wearing jeans and leather jacket. And she says, oh, I'm sorry, you've, yeah, you've not passed the test passes your CV and she takes the CV and she rips off the girl's details at the top and goes over to the receptionist and says to the receptionist, oh, I'm, I'm here to apply for the job. And she says, oh, you've got a really impressive CV. I'll ring them right away because that's how boomers think you get a job. Yes. Amazing. That's what how non-millennials and Gen Xs think that's how you get a job. Gen yeah. Z, dude. Gen Z, buddy. Gen Z. Gen Z. <laughs> and... Yeah, so which is really kind of a bit sickening. Tom's trying to get in, meanwhile, into the hotel in the rear alley. He meets some mean cats that come to rough him up, and then they get scared off by the police. It's like, oh, it's 5-0. I'm like, oh, we've done that reference already. (laughs) 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 She's being interviewed by Michael Pena, who is too good for this movie. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Michael, Michael Pena is far too good for this movie. I saw someone giving bad <laughs> juju online the other day to Ant-Man, which I seem to remember enjoying Ant-Man. I think it's no, not a bad good, movie. Yeah. Not, not the movie that um, I think Joe Cornish and Edgar Wright wanted it to be, uh, which it should no, have been. But, yeah, I get, and I get that, but I, I, I do thought the thing that Ant-Man was thoroughly – it was enjoyable. It had yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Everything was good. How dare they, sir? How dare they slap me in the face? <laughs> Indeed, yeah. I challenge you to it all. So he's being interviewed by Michael Pena and the bloke out of Deadpool 2, who I believe is an actor in his own right, but uh, I don't really know who he is. Do you know this guy? Rob Delaney. Rob he's Delaney from, from Catastrophe. I haven't seen that. Is it good? It's really, really good. It's really good. It's so honest. But yeah, yeah, it's good. Get it watched. Get it watched. I've, I've just looked him up, mate. You're not going to believe this. What? Is he dead? He's in. <laughs> no, he's not. He's in a reboot of Home Alone, which oh. is currently in post production. Oh, Rob, what are you doing, man? What are you doing, indeed? Get out, mate. Get out. Uh, directed never, by Dan Mazer. Never be a sticky bandit. bandit. No. Dan Mazer, who you'll know from all of uh, writing all the Borat movies and the Ali G movie and all that kind of stuff. Uh, mm. Does a lot of stuff with our friend Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, who is a national treasure, by the way. I want words to yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, that that could be brilliant, but won't be, will it? It'll be dog shit. 
be absolute dog shit. Um, I'm worried. I'm worried. <laughs> Me too. She gets the job, but she. He, Michael Pena says, "I'm the head of events, and he's the head. He's the head of of, of recruitment." And there's a fish. There's this cartoon fish, and she says, "Is the fish the head of aquatics?" And I thought, "Yeah, that was all right. Yeah, I kind of that's that's you know the kind of stupid shit I'd say in an interview." And Michael Pena's like, oh, "She thinks the fish has got a job. She thinks the fish has got a job." All right, mate. Whatever. Anyway, pizza. Pizza yeah, right off the bat. Yeah, she says, um, "She says, I'll look the CV, whatever. Rips it up, throws it in the air. You want to see me in action? You know, un." Un- un- unusual route to take, but yeah, that 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 still works. Just so, pick that pick that shit up. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, are you going to pick that stuff up? Uh, yes, 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 I am. So she picks <laughs> the stuff up, and she's she's basically she's been given the job, the temp job. Michael Pena says all staff stay at the hotel during wedding week, which is great for her because I would assume she's homeless. Is that what we assume? Yeah, home alone or home without. Yeah. <laughs> hotel alone <laughs> so the next shot is she's in her uniform she's got this earpiece and she's doing the kind of thing she's going hair up hair down which isn't funny uh, and then she goes oh breaker breaker one nine ten four good buddy and all I could think was we got a big old convoy crossing the <laughs> USA <laughs> all, all I could think was candy cane oh, candy cane <laughs> very good <laughs> So I looked into it, and the Breaker Breaker One Nine uh, tells users on CB Radio uh, if you, that you want to start a transmission on Channel One Nine. Uh, channel Nineteen is the most used, or was the most used channel on CB Radio. Right. Okay. Ten four means affirmative. But again, I couldn't help thinking, who the fuck is this for? Because Convoy was like a mid seventies movie. It's an old uh, did CB you ever, radio. Did you, did you ever use a, a CB radio? I didn't. I was probably a little bit too little bit too late for a CB. Yeah, so, so was I then. Okay, so was I. <laughs> <laughs> that was my MSN back then. Okay, my MSN. Uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. I had a police scanner. I had a police scanner. Oh, who are you bloody? Uh, uh, no, spy, but... spy, you, are you Spiderman? <laughs> I, I am Walter Spiderman. What's your problem? Spiderman. <laughs> Ten nine is repeat. Apparently, uh, I learned that as well. Although that's uh, not relevant to that. But yeah, if you do a ten nine, it's it's uh, please re- please repeat. We 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 got some bears on the road. <laughs> ten nine. <laughs> <laughs> Working ten to nine. What a way to make a living. Wow. Seems like a very long day, doesn't it? Don't repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> so he's taken her on the tour around the royal gate, and he says, four presidents, two kings, one queen, and Drake. And I got really excited because I thought, brilliant. This is going to be loads of facts, and this is where I realised that the royal gate isn't real. Um, so I didn't get to learn about those things. Uh, I didn't Google uh, what a Drake is because I know Exactly what a Drake is. It's a male duck. But he says the the, the temperature. Sorry, John. And an explorer. Oh, so it is. Yeah, so it is. Very good. He he says the temperature should never be below below whatever. Um, And he says the thread counts never below 1,000. Which got me looking into thread counts. Uh, Apparently, you can double or triple the thread count of cotton bedding. 
by having multiple ply yarns. However, that's a gimmick uh, and is noticeable uh, when you do it. It should always be linen, silk, um, and not polyester. Is that a, a, a term for like a, an old chart line? A ply yarn? Take- <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> okay, Grandpa. <laughs> I'm cutting out, mate. (laughs) So we meet the chef, and the chef is Ken Jong. What is Ken Jong doing in this movie? Honestly, my worry is that he left. He actually left my singer just to do this, and it's worrying me. <laughs> oh, dear. oh, so he must have done, yeah, because he was on that. I mean, I didn't really watch it, but it was always on a Sunday afternoon yeah, when we were at our old man's last year mm-hmm. um, between lockdowns. And he was he, drinking it as well. He 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 did well, it. It's not for me, but yeah, he he was easily the best thing in it, and he was always like, "It's Columbo." Yeah, I think, I think Peter Falk might be dead, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> just one more song just one more song um, yeah and he's 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 not he, again he's not in it he's got like three scenes um, yeah. he like says you're walking yeah he says you're walking on Sarah Marble the tour ends they introduce us to Kevin the barman who is wearing Jordan 5s so Jordan 5s uh, I found a pair online at the moment, the retro versions, uh, 185 quid. So they've obviously used this as a, a great marketing option. And the colour is wolf grey and anthracite, apparently. So you can get a pair. They're really not for me, but they did look pretty smart. They're not my, mm. my style, but they look pretty yeah. smart. They're not a patch on Back to Future Nakes. No. And I think we got them. we got them for about... 500 units, didn't we? They all sold out very quickly. So Ben and Preta arrive with Bruiser the dog and Toots the cat. Bruiser the dog was basically Spike the dog, but with a yeah. different name. You remember Spike I, the dog? Yeah. I just wondered why they didn't use Spike as a character, because there must be some copyright or something on there, because he was a legit character, character in the universe. I assume... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I would assume it's just because of, of what they've done. Um, he's an American bulldog, uh, Spike, and he was introduced in 1942. Toots, however, we don't know what kind of cat Toots is, mm-hmm. uh, but in the cartoon she was called Toodles Galore, <laughs> which is very, very close to uh, uh, James Bond. James Bond, yeah. Yeah, which you kind of go, okay, there's the sex joke. There's a, there's a reference there. There's the sex joke. Cats go on. <laughs> oh, just a, a case in point. Apparently, all the original or all the noises, not the screams, not the meow, was uh, original um, stock uh, audio. From yeah, I, I had that as well. Yeah, that he um, they just used the William Hanna stuff. Mm-hmm. Well noticed. Good stuff. Because it was was the only thing authentic in here. The only thing that was authentic in there was the actual sound effect. So with all these animals, I was certain, I was absolutely certain that one of them, the animal noises, would have been Frank Welker. But no, apparently not. Couldn't find him anyway. Well, good news is apparently part of the archive footage, they did use some of his 
either sound effects or some of his voice stuff because I think he used uh, William Hanna, Mel Blanc, and June Frey for some of the um, archive audio. So right. you would have heard that, but it might have been an animal noise. All right, okay. Hey, that's that's pretty good. June June Foray, she uh, died a couple of years ago, like ninety nine or something. But she was the the voice of Tweety Pie. She was the voice of Granny. In the, oh, in the, yeah, do you remember Granny? Even listening the to these names makes me feel nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> makes you nostalgic for shit cartoons. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so no, no, nowadays it's shit cartoons. Back then it was yeah. actually cartoons. No, they were pretty fun. Yeah. So Bruiser spots Jerry. There's a kerfuffle. Um, Jerry's on the rob. Basically, he's basically stealing anything he can. He's in pre Preta's bag. Kayla recommends a dog walking park. Uh, and now they know who she is, and they're very grateful. Thanks very much. Skip forward. Jerry's in the kitchen. Kayla offers to catch him, and Michael Pena, Jesus, I died a little bit inside with this. Michael Pena says, yes, but this can't go on the Instabook face or the tickety-tock. Oh, God. It's for the kids, man. It's for the kids. It is for the kids. So all the stolen stuff is in Jerry's little house, which is this little tiny hole in between the walls, and I thought that was nice. He's got like a phone, which is his TV, and he's got a painting on the wall, which looked very, very familiar to me. The painting on the wall was his face on what looked like um, the style of composition with red, blue, and yellow. It's the name of the painting. Uh, very uh, rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Uh, by Piet Mondrin, who was a Dutch painter. And he painted it in 1930. You know it to see it. It's the white thing with the black lines and the blue and the yellow and the the, the red on it. So you, you, it's one of those where you know it to see it, but you just don't know what it's called. Well, that's the fucking stupid name of it. Anyway, it, it got me thinking. Right. Is that a symmetrical one or is that just... It is, yeah. That's exactly the one. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly one, but it's got a picture of his face on it. So Kayla leaves a mouse trap with cheese, right? Mm. And she's talking to uh, the barman, I want to say Kevin, I can't remember his name now, it's gone. But she's talking to the barman and she said, I'm really good, I'll catch him. And the next thing, the cheese is gone with a note that says, you need a better trap next time. And he's left a tip. He's left like a $3 tip. Of wider money. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty good. Where's he got that from? Well, he's on the rob. <laughs> Tom's still in the alley, by the way. He sees Jerry in the window in the warm. He's drinking a martini and eating all the uh, eating all the olives. <laughs> Cheeky bastard! Uh, I have you ever had a martini? Have you ever had a martini with olives? I've never been that stylish. I can't. I don't think I could pull it off. I ordered one extra dry, extra dirty once. Wet, he said, and it was the most minging thing I've ever had. Yeah. It was undrinkable. It's like fucking sand. <laughs> But I got to eat the olives, so that's something. Maybe you should have diluted it if it was extra dry. <laughs> <laughs> Tom gets the angel and devil on his shoulder. It's not the last time we'll see it. Yeah. Uh, but those are there. You remember them from the cartoons as a kid. Those were, yeah, those were, those were classic moments. Yeah, absolutely. So he decides to go and get him. Uh, he climbs up a neighbouring building. And runs across some power lines, gets electrocuted a couple of times, uh, gets to the end. Jerry snips it, and then the next thing, it's it's like kind of Batman-y music, kind of Batman-y music, and he flies to the window, 
grabs hold of the window, gives Jerry a bit of a smile, and Jerry slams it down on his fingers. He falls. Uh, Jerry gets back to watching the telly. You've got to feel for Tom. I mean, you've really got to feel for Tom. So Jerry goes back to his TV, and he's watching Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein! Tom comes to the window, and I don't know if you spotted this, but Tom's got the the Marty Feldman eyes at the window, like he had the no, uh, no, no, yeah, the, he the had like the, the, the big the big eyes, one to one end. Sweet the dead Jesus! Yeah, it was really, it was a really kind of like that's a reference for me and John. Uh, no, just uh, do you know what? Uh, that's probably the best thing about that. Just that glimpse of Young Frankenstein makes me want to watch Young Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, no, that is a good movie. He, he he cuts a hole in the glass and crawls through like Hudson Hawk. I hope he was wearing his girdle. <laughs> they smash the room up fighting. Kayla's looking for them, and they've had complaints of noises in the room. Well, if you've had no- complaints of noises, they've only been in one room. Go in that room. Finds the room. Sees Tom. And she says, "What? Why are you doing this? Is this revenge from the park?" And he says, "On oh, he he basically is miming the fact that he's after a mouse." She says, "So can you catch the mouse? Isn't it in your DNA?" Tom opens up his chest, and there's like his DNA strand and nothing else of like cat DNA chasing mouse DNA. It was like the thing. Like wow. I was like, that is horrifying to children. Like, all of a sudden, somebody puts their fists into Tom's chest mm-hmm. and gets them ripped off. And now they're Tom the thing. I, uh, I thought you were going to say it was something like that in Jurassic Park, Mr. DNA. Oh, yeah, Mr. DNA as well. Absolutely. Yeah, Mr. Cat DNA. So, yeah, he, she convinces the boss to hire Tom. Yes, but only if he'll wear a badge and a jaunty hat. So he puts on like this little kind of bellboy hat. Bellboy! And the badge. Rachel asked, what's that badge pinned to? Is it just pinned to his flesh? Again, the thing. He doesn't feel it. Yeah, does he feel pain? Terence is Michael Peña's character. He says, I know who you are. And she's like, oh, shit, I've been caught out. He goes, you're a millennial who wants everything right away with free shipping. What? Like, Michael Peña is like our age, right? Michael Peña, at the very, very oldest, must be 47. The fuck have they got Michael Peña saying these words for? Yeah, it's like you're making out to be... Like, even with the book of face and the tickety talk, it's like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, it's... You you kind of think, what? Mate, Michael Peña is the same age as you. What, 32? Correct. Michael Peña is 22 years old. Faffing you, man. All over that shit. man. (laughs) Yeah. What is is, is he really? (laughs) 45. You're 45, right? Yeah, I'm 45. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. I'm okay. I thought you were going to say 63. I was going to... It's 45. Yeah, it's 45. I was going to to hit you with Peter Cushing. (laughs) So the next step is Jerry leaves a note on a string which says, congratulations on the new job for Tom. And as he follows the string, which is classic Tom and Jerry, I like this bit, it leads to a kind of a door. He opens the door, and, and as he's about to kind of attack, Jerry's behind Tom, gives him a baseball bat. Tom thanks Jerry, and then he goes about attacking whatever's there. Turns out he's beating who? Spike slash Butch. 
That's right, yeah. <laughs> so he beats him with the baseball bat and he gets beaten back. Tom's now running around, sniffing him out. It leads him to a small door on the 10th floor. Remember the 10th floor. Um, Joy, who is not a character in this film, is like a bell person, bellboy type person. Um, but she... Yeah, indeed, she she's got like two or three lines in this movie, and she says, "Oh, on the tenth floor." So Tom sniffs out this little tiny door. Kayla knocks on the door. Jerry comes out wearing like a a towel, just oh. out of the bath, obviously, and a towel on the head. Mm. Goes away, shuts the door, comes back, not wearing any towel, naked now, proper kind of Donald Duck behavior um, gives her a card this little tiny card uh it says jerry mouse mouse which i thought was cute i like that as a man with a business card i like that but he refuses to leave uh tom chases him jerry gets back inside the hole next on we're at the bridal suite um terence has had a phone call come to the bridal suite we've got something for you he takes parcels in with kayla ben is like cool golf sim I'm really bad at golf everywhere. <laughs> well, that's kind of good. Me too. Uh, they want elephants at the wedding. Um, and he's just had delivery of a cool motorized Wi-Fi skateboard, which may may or may not come up later. <laughs> Don't think that's a thing. Oh, why does a skateboard need Wi-Fi? You'll see later on in the movie. She says, uh, would you take Terrence? Uh, Terrence, would you take Bruiser for a walk? If we can do anything, would you? T- would, we will. Would you take Bruiser for a walk? Uh, yeah, Kayla can do that. She says, no, no, I need Kayla to help me with bridesmaids' duties. So Terrence takes Bruiser for a walk. Uh, Preeta takes Kayla aside and says, I've lost my ring. <laughs> can you help? Uh, Kayla says, we'll do what we can. Ben comes in and says, you're not wearing your ring. She said, it's all right. It's being cleaned. I'm taking it to be cleaned. And he believes her. Fantastic. They've earned a bit of time. Meanwhile, Michael Pena's taking Bruiser out. Bruiser's eating burritos. He's eating a plate of burritos or something. Yeah. And he needs to go. I mean, we've all been there, like, uh, yeah. as a man who likes a burrito. Uh, and he poos on the street, on the crosswalk, and, uh, and and the guy honks the horn in the cab. And all I could think was, uh, that should be Midnight Cowboy. Is what that should be. I'm shitting here. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) Michael Pena's character is played by John Voight. It turns out Jerry's got the ring. Joy is talking to Kayla Mm -hmm. in the kind of the reception lobby area. And there's a vent near the lobby. And Jerry hears the conversation and looks up. And he sees that the thing he's put as like a disco ball is actually the ring. But they're in the oh, lobby, yeah. and they've already said that it's his hole, his home, is on the 10th floor. <laughs> uh, I've just written, uh, a wizard did it. If, you, if ever there's a mistake in the film, a wizard did it. A wizard did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom's next plan is to get Jerry with this mousetrap, with this convoluted mousetrap. So he's put some cheese down, obviously, uh, and wafted the cheese. And Jerry smells the cheese with the wafting kind of picture of cheese. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It turns out mice will only eat cheese if no alternative food source is available. They prefer fruit and grains. And a Manchester Metropolitan University test found out that they do not like cheese at all. Thanks very much to those Manx that uh, said, no, don't like cheese at all, Matt. 
which uh, which is very good. I was quite interested in that. So the, the mouse trap is like this. We seem to mention these all the time, don't we? We seem to mention these kind of crazy mouse traps every episode at the moment. It seems to yeah. be a thing. Um, but these these mouse traps looks like the mouse trap game. Mouse trap game was devised initially in 1963. Uh, it was the first mass-produced 3D board game, and it was influenced by Rude Goldberg Designs. Now, Rude Goldberg was a designer and cartoonist. His birth name was Reuben Garrett Lucius Goldberg. What a name that guy That's had. That's cracking, man. Cartoonist, sculpture, sculptor, engineer. Uh, his cartoons were of complex machines doing simple tasks. He's, he had a famous cartoon character. You will love this, John. This is right up your street. Called Boob McNutt. What? Yeah, which sounds like a Scottish sex position. <laughs> you, you, you'll, you'll tell us one day of Boob McNutt, will you? Tech McDaddy. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But yes, he uh, Boob McNutt was a clumsy, helpful buffoon, or as I call him, Boris Johnson, except less helpful. <laughs> a lot <laughs> less helpful uh, <laughs> to to the poor. Yeah, so that's a little bit about Mousetrap. So he catches him, doesn't he? He drops the cage on him and he catches him, uh, which I kind of felt a little bit sad for Jerry, even though he's a prick. So down in the barn now, and uh, Kayla says to Kevin the barman, says, you know, let's celebrate. And he says, oh, the best I can do is some salsa. And I thought, oh, there's bound to be like a spraying salsa gag coming up and there wasn't you know like they yeah. always spray like a salsa sprayer in the face yeah. uh, tom's playing the piano though he's very good kayla says um yeah i really struggled <laughs> um i came from penn state um to new york because i thought it would be the best thing to do penn state is basically the commonwealth of pennsylvania the capital is harrisburg uh, it is the 33rd largest area of any state and the ninth most populous state that there is. And it's 235 miles from Penn State University, specifically, to Manhattan. I assume she'd come from Penn State University town, uh, as opposed to anywhere else, because the two border one another. Pennsylvania, of course, is where Dracula is from. Everybody knows that. Everybody or or Hayokin, one of the two. <laughs> Indeed. Tom's playing the piano. Um, he spots uh, the other cat, Pussy Galore, whatever we're calling her, um, and starts singing. So Tom can't speak, but he can sing. And he can sing in auto-tune as well. <clears throat> to be honest, I remember uh, a cartoon, uh, Tom and Jerry cartoon, where... Tom sang as well, but he sung like Ben Crosby. Ah, well, yeah, but that was, what, 50 years ago? 60 years ago? <coughs> yeah, back when it's it was all two. <laughs> um, But Jerry's back. He'd obviously been dropped in the trash. Uh, he rolls a bowling ball, drops them on Tom's fingers. He does an auto-tune scream, which I thought was pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, Kayla threatens Jerry with poison. She says, I'll bring the poisoners in. Which seems a bit harsh. Should he just say animal control, pest control? Yeah. Um, Jerry shows her the ring, but here's Bruiser, and they now all go cat, dog, mouse, all fighting. 
Big Cloud, or as it's later referred to, Animal Tornado. Uh, just like in the cartoons, there's stars, there's dust, there's all that kind of yeah. stuff. And they go into the lift, they go up to the thing, and and then up onto the glass kind of ceiling that Michael Pena had mentioned earlier, yeah. and through it and smash the place oh, up, basically. Yeah. Terence loses his job on this because it's up to Terence. Tom and Jerry are allowed to stay. Oh, he gives the job to Kayla, doesn't he? The guy, yeah. yeah. Delaney, uh, allows them to stay as long as they play ball and they've got to be friends. They've got to be friends. They've got to learn to get on. And then out of nowhere, she goes, I've organised you a day for tomorrow. Like, in, in 10 seconds, I've organised you for a day for tomorrow yeah, yeah. and you've got to play ball for a day. So they go, okay, yeah, fine. They are way to do whatever they're going to do. And they're the limousine, do. I may add. And oh, well, it's a Chevy Suburban. I looked it up. A Chevy Suburban was named in 1935, and it's the longest continuously used name in car production. In 1935, the Carriol Suburban was the first all-metal-bodied station wagon. There you go. How would you like them? Them apples. Away they go to do whatever they're going to do. And just as they pull up, uh, all the staff are kind of arguing, going, oh, you know, we, we need managed, basically. Um, and she's kind of like, yeah, we can manage this. And then the elephants turn up. And the elephants turn up in this massive Optimus Prime truck. Yeah. I've got the elephant sandwich, Wiki. <laughs> Here they are, and my second role in this movie. And he transforms and crushes the elephants no. inside his transformingness. They're in my trunk. <laughs> peacocks roll out um, and there are peacocks as well um, for the rugby league fans out there listen thanks for Tissot it's a rugby league uh, rugby league 20 years ago only joke that one uh, peacocks John I learned that peacocks is not actually the term for a peacock it is actually peafowl they are a pheasant family member. Blue peacocks are from India, which is why you see a lot of that kind of historically yeah. in the big houses around the UK. Mm-hmm. Green ones are from Asia. The reason peacock eyes are on, you, you know, they open up their feathers and it's peacock eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, the Greek myth that suggests that why that is, is that Argos, who had many eyes and big laminated books of dreams, was killed by Hermes, probably by throwing him over a fence when he delivered him. Uh, and uh, his eyes were put on the peacock so that he could continue to live forever. Uh, Hermes continued to deliver packages badly forever. <laughs> FYI. Argos and Hermes are two totally different. <laughs> Argos and Hermes together at last. Exactly. I've got to keep my eyes on them. <laughs> So we're now ready for the for, for, for the do. Tom and Jerry are at a museum, and then they're at the fish market. There's a bit with the dinosaur bones, and there's a yeah. bit where he throws a throws a fish into his because Tom's salivating all the fish, throws a fish at him. He he, he swallows the kind of fish whole, and he throws it into his mouth, throws it whole. And as he pulls the fish out of his mouth, it's like fish bones. bones and I liked yeah. that old that, school. That's yeah, old school man. That's what I think we were going for that. That's the kind of shit I like a lot. They played on nostalgia with that one. Kids nowadays won't get it. 
of the, of this. <laughs> All right, clickbait article. You're an 80s kid if you like, if you remember these 20 things about if you remember fish the fish bones. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really weird. They're posting to Instagram and Preta follows them on Instagram. Like she's scroll like the transition of the scenes is she's scrolling through the things that they that that, that Tom and Jerry are doing, mm. and she fo- follows them. Oh, Kayla's now dressed in a dress, and I couldn't figure out if she was a bridesmaid or not. But then later in the movie, she's not a bridesmaid, but she's in a bridesmaid's dress. Preta's complaining that she wants a smaller wedding. That she's she's always doing big, big, big yeah. things bigger and better. Right. Yeah, yeah, and he's constantly wanting to impress her dad. Uh, we then fast forward to Yankee Stadium. We've cu- we've learned a lot about Yankee Stadium already. There's, yeah. So there's nothing to not, not much to pick up from this. But Tom catches a dead ball, and it's not a dead ball. He leans over and catches the ball. It's the ball in play. And then, yeah, the ball is in play. You will get thrown out and banned forever, is what I learned from that. So... Don't go doing that, although I would assume those are expensive tickets. They then get thrown into the pound because they're a cat and a mouse at the at the and, game. Yeah. So they shouldn't be at the game. Although, if you've paid for your ticket, just let anybody go. You know what I mean? You've got the money. You get the dead ball. So they get thrown in the pound. Meanwhile, Ben's in and he's flying a drone. I thought about you here, John. DJI, by the way. He's holding a DJI controller, but the uh, drone's CGI, so I don't know what the hell it was. Well, so I've made a note of that because I didn't, I knew you would know something about it. He says it's a CH-4000 military-grade drone, which is not a thing. Yep. Googled it, but you just said there, exactly the controller. The, the, drone, the drone looks like a Mavic Air. First oh, does it? Right, yeah. okay. Uh, for those listeners at, at, at home, we'll, we'll post some of John's videos at some point. But he's, uh, yeah, he's a licensed licensed drone pilot. <laughs> licensed pilot. <laughs> licensed drone pilot. He uh, he's 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 done both Gulf Wars. Falklands, uh, <laughs> uh, Faroe yeah. Islands, <laughs> you name it. Govan, dry docks. <laughs> I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> it's not a real thing, as we discovered. Kayla takes Ben aside and says, look, she wants a smaller, you know, she wants you to rein it in. She wants you to pull it back a little bit. And he says, I'll pull it back as far as I can and then release it to be a much bigger thing. She's like, no, no, no that's kind of not why I'm getting that. And he's like, I've got you. Yeah, that's fine. Bigger is better kind of thing. Terence sees on the news that the, that the cat and the mouse have been caught and sent to the pound. And he comes up with an idea. He sat like in his pants in the house, like, like all of us during lockdown. Just sat yeah. Um, yeah. At the pound, they're being taken to this cage. And as they go past one cage, they look in. And did you see Droopy? Yeah. Uh, Hannibal cause... Lecter <laughs> in the whole Hannibal kind of outfit. And I'm like, who is that for? Like, that was just for us, really. Hi. Hello, Tom and Jerry. <laughs> I'm uh, expecting you all. Exactly, he's expecting you. Did, uh, <laughs> what did he say to you? He said he could smell my... Well, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't. I can just smell your cheap perfume and your terrible shoes. <laughs> Whatever he says in that. Droopy first appeared in 1943. 
for the first four episodes of his cartoon, he was called Happy Hound. He's meant to be a basset hound. Yeah. <laughs> and his first ever line was, you know that I'm the hero. Hello, happy people. You know that I'm the hero, uh, which is quite good. Anyway, they get put in the cage both together, which is a little bit random. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the bad alley cats are in the cage next door. Yeah. Tom feels compelled to hide Jerry, doesn't he? Yeah, he has to hide him because they're saying, you've got to eat him. You've got to eat him. But he's, they're making the noise. They're making the clicking noise going, alley cats, come out to play. And I'm like, who? What children is that reference for? I know. Maybe like, you'll get that unless that's Warriors reference. And I turned race and went, that's Warriors reference. And she's never seen Warriors that far because she doesn't like it. We've been through this before. But that that doesn't work. So they say, Oh, you've got to eat him. He puts him in his mouth. He says, Right, now you've got to chew. And he won't chew. But Jerry sets up like a campfire and starts toasting marshmallows, and the smoke comes out of Tom's ears. Again, classic T and J. Yeah. And then he spits him out. Uh, and just as they're about to kick off, the jailer comes and says, you've got a, um, you've got a visitor, both of you. And he takes them both. Now, this I struggled with this scene because the scene is, he's got them separately, Terence, Michael Pena's character. I couldn't quite figure out what it was. Is it usual suspects? No, because usual suspects, they're, they're sitting. Yeah. You're, and you're right. And looking yeah, at, looking at the, the board so that he yeah, could take all his information from the board. In English, please. <laughs> it's a great line. It's one of my favourites. But, yeah, I couldn't figure out what it was. Is it is it an Ant-Man reference? I, I, didn't know, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what yeah, there's a, there's was. There's a reference just, here. Yeah, there's a I reference think, I think they're trying to do a reference, but I don't, for like me, I, yeah. I don't know what Listeners, it was. please tell us what that's a reference to. Yeah, and he's saying, you know, I can only take one of you, and, and will it be the mouse, and will it be the cat? And we don't know. We don't know. Anyway, it cuts back to the hotel. The oh, As we're going back to the hotel, the, the pigeon does a recap, and he says, major news, uh, the hotel is hosting the wedding of such and such, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, we know. We only saw that maybe three and a half, four minutes ago. This yeah. Time. We know that's a thing. You don't need to. What has there been a fucking advert break? Have, has, maybe, has there maybe, been an intermission? Maybe Tim Story just wanted to be heard more. Oh, that's who it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's look, he, he's done some good movies. I'll, I'll give him that. But you know, this doesn't work on any level. So we get to <laughs> we get to the wedding. Tom and Terence are behind the scenes. Terence has welcomed Tom in and said, there you go, you're in. The elephants are posh in English for some reason, and one of them says, LOL, which didn't make any sense. The guests open butterfly boxes as they come in on the elephants and butterflies all, and there's Jerry eating at the buffet. It turns out that Terence set them up. He'd let them both there. There's a drone cam at the wedding, and he's videoing with the drone cam. Uh, if I wasn't already married, John, I'd get you to do my wedding. Oh, the, the DJI CGI, me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they've got a tiger. There's a chained up tiger for the yeah. wedding as well. This can only go one way. Jerry's on the cake. Ken Jong, in only his, his like third line of the whole film, spots Jerry uh, and smashes it up with his big fucking machete. Yeah. Which isn't any kind of kitchen thing. It's That's like, up. Yeah. Smashing it up. 
Jerry runs over the elephants, scares the elephants, who then stampede. Uh, I did a little bit of looking up. There is no proof to support the belief that elephants are scared of Mises. What? Yeah, absolutely no proof whatsoever. Tests have been done where an elephant may have been surprised by the sight of a mouse, but that is it. Right. So there's a stampede, the tiger gets loose, there's another massive animal hurricane, we've already seen it, and they smash the place up. The elephants run down the street, and the guy that, that's the elephant wrangler shouts after them, it's like Cecil and Walter or something. Oh, it's funny because they've got men's names. <sighs> the clean-up... Terence grasses Kayla up. Kayla gets the sack. Preeta says, don't worry about it. The wedding's off. Terence right. kicks Tom out and says, you didn't think I was going to keep hold of you, did you? Kayla's away as well. Tom sleeps out in the rough. Jerry brings him the tiniest little coffees. Like Jerry's got these tiny little mouse coffees, uh, which are just far too small um, <laughs> to make up. And they have a conversation and, and, and make up. Kayla meets... Barman Keith, or whatever he's called. Um, and he says, what were you thinking? And she says, look, I see people our age online, huge successes. And this is the first bit of it where I honestly felt a little bit touched. And I thought, it, it I, must I be really bit. tough. Mm-hmm. It must be really, really tough for kids. Listen to me, fucking, okay, grandpa. But it must be really tough for kids seeing all these Instagram famous, TikTok famous fucking people. Mm-hmm who are yeah. famous for doing fuck all, yep. going, oh, a success, or all these people that, you know, are posting all the great stuff that they've done. Yeah. My house is dropping to bits, but it's my house. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we've, as, we've, we're okay. Yeah. But I definitely the rules and, and, and traveling to Dubai and saying it's because of the, 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 the perception that people want to see, is it? Fuck, it's absolute bullshit, man. Yeah, but absolutely. But yeah, I get, I get it. This and is it, the point where you go, they want our kids are so fucked up and wondering what's going on. It's got to be tough. It's got to be tough for this, for, you know, for, for this generation. Hmm. Tom and Jerry grab them. They've got a plan. They're going to put on a wedding for Priya and Ben. And it's kind of like the, the barman's going, can you understand what they're saying? Is it, is it, uh, like, can you not? Charades. Charades. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and pulling faces and all that kind of thing. And that was cute. <laughs> and that's always been there. Yeah. Oh, and, and they kind of hug and kind of do finger kissing. You're doing the finger yeah. thing. New finger kissing, which I was like, that's cute. Um, so Brita's on the way to the airport. Ben's checking out. She says, we've got to work together. If Tom and Jerry can learn to work together, so can we. Tom and Jerry are on the Wi-Fi skateboard following Priya. So the skateboard has got this, sc- this GPS screen on it. Yeah. And, and they can follow it. They can follow it, but she's giving them instructions, which are unnecessary. Yeah. Because they can see and they understand what they see on the screen, but she's still giving them instructions because you've got to have a human talking during this bit of the film. You've got to have it. And they they do all sorts. They go between cars, they do things. Anyway, then the drone comes in. Jerry jumps on the kind of rope on, on the drone, drops into the sunroof of the car. Toots grabs Jerry and they grab the lead. drone. Yeah, sure. leading Prita. She follows them to Central Park, which, by the way, was not Central Park. It was Battersea Park in London. 
<laughs> Cheeky bastards. Okay. Nope. We, we, we know Central Park. Look at it like that. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we know Central Park. We know better. Central Park. Central Park was at the very, very beginning of the movie, by the way. Uh, I know because of the big fountain that's in the in the producers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Is that the one that's in the... Oh, no. I was going to say Marriage of Children, but that's somewhere else. It's the one that's in Friends. It's a bad show. Anyway, that's for another. That's for another podcast. That's another podcast. So Preeta follows him to Central Park. Uh, there's flowers and ribbons, and Ben says, "I should have listened to what you wanted." And she says, "All I want is you." They have a wedding. Uh, Kayla's got Penny Bottom or whatever she's called. Uh, she's now given the job, which was a temporary job. But now given the job, even though, even though the wedding's over. The wedding's over. It was a temporary job. But also, Kayla's got a job. So they've gone from having one temporary job to having two full-time jobs. I guess at least one of them must be sweeping up the glass from that. And I've one's put, working, in this one's, climate, one's, one's working for acne now. <laughs> one's creating the dip. <laughs> which you put little shoes in. <laughs> oh, my God, that bit of... Uh, Roger Take Rabbit is horrifying. Takes, I know. Takes you back there, doesn't it? Act me like up. But yeah, two jobs. When two become one. <laughs> All right, Jerry. <laughs> Tom and Jerry Halliwell. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a crossover nobody wants to see. Tom, Jerry, and Bruiser start fighting, and that's the movie. They pull down at the end curtain kind of thing. Yeah. Did you did you watch through the credits, John? Because I did. Um, I'm going to be honest. I just I couldn't do it. After I think once I got ten, I switched. I switched off. I don't blame you. No, I love I love a, a credit sequence. Uh, Rachel was going, "Oh, the songs in this are really bad," and I'm like, "Yeah, but I don't really agree. There's some really good kind of modern hip hop in it, like family friendly hip hop." But there's a stinger scene at the very end, and Ben goes over to the gaffer and Michael and says, "I I've just realised I've got a bill for both weddings." Rob Delaney's character says, yeah, you're in some real trouble now. And Michael Pena says, thank you for choosing Royal Gate. And that's the stinger scene. Like, what? what? <laughs> like, it's a Tom and Jerry movie. Uh-huh. What is that relevant? It isn't relevant to anything. It's relevant to absolutely nothing. And thankfully, the movie ends. Thankfully, that's the end of the movie. It's not one I'll be uh, I'll be queuing up again, John. But, uh no. I did like the idea of seeing something, uh, seeing something new. new. Yeah, a yeah. uh, few things that I have missed out. That glass dome uh, was CGI. It was CGI not a real thing? But it's a reproduction of the Palm Court in the Plaza Hotel. The Plaza. The Plaza. Jesus. Previous episode, Home Alone Two. <laughs> previous, previous president. Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't asked to be in this one, disappointingly. Uh, disappointingly. I love Tom and Jerry. I love Tom. Jerry, I think he's an immigrant. We don't want him. We don't want him. we got to build a wall against the mice. got to build a wall. Block up the mouse holes. We've got to block up the mouse holes. We don't want the mouse holes. Tom, he's an American patriot. He's an American patriot. Tom's, stand by. Stand firm, Tom's. We're going to need you to storm the Capitol. 
Um, it's turned into 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 Leno. Hey, hey, get a little Tams. Where's the Tams? Where are the Tams? So a little shout out to uh, to, to my friend Ian, well messed dad, uh, who uh, was telling me earlier on today he's finally listened to our uh, Home Alone episode and he loved the Donald Trump. He loved the fact we quote unquote called Donald Trump a cunt. <laughs> who doesn't? Who doesn't? I thought that was uh, standard practice. Uh, Ian, well messed dad, that's for you, pal. In about. 12 months when you finally get around this episode let's add a few more bits in that i have this movie had the second best opening weekend of the pandemic this movie was released in cinemas Mm -hmm. and parents in america risked getting fucking covid19 to take their children to the cinema to see this absolute dumpster fire. What? Do you know what the best opening weekend of the pandemic was, movies-wise, in America? Uh, the what? The Chris Nolan one? No. Oh, what? Tenant, you're thinking. Uh-huh. No, Tenant, I think, made about 30 quid, $30 in the cinema. Wonder Woman 84. Fudge. Uh, which which was the uh, which was such a long, awful piece of it crap. A, it was long nothing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was rotten. It was absolutely disgusting, and I never want to see it again. Uh, because of COVID, all of post production was done from a home. On this yeah, which I thought was really cool. I'd love to learn yeah. a little bit more about that, but I couldn't find too much more about that. And John, that's me. That's what That's I've it. learned. What about you? Uh, so this was the first Tom and Jerry production we've done without Hannah Barbera being alive, or Hannah and Barbera being Oh, All right, okay. Time. Yeah, I think one died in 2002, the other 2006. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But that's me, I'm out. Okay. How do you reckon we got on? It's hard to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm because of your facts and because we couldn't go much into the New York thing because we've done it now. I'm thinking fifty-two, little bit higher, mate. Fifty-eight, sixty-seven. That's it. That's actually all right considering this was. Yeah, one. it's not bad. It's not but bad considering. We may, may need to step away from New York because every time I see something in New York, I'm thinking. Plenty will know that, so it's not going to. And you've probably mentioned it on a show, so maybe we yeah. need to move to Amsterdam or something. <laughs> I don't know many films in Amsterdam, but the the a little mouse with clogs on, perhaps. <laughs> um, but no, it's actually quite decent considering. Yeah, not bad. Poor, poor movie. No, not a lot of laughs to be had, but there was a couple of little bits where I thought could potentially make a decent short. Yeah. Put all the cat and mouse stuff together. Yeah. Relatively interesting. See, that was a problem I had with it. I felt as if, and I'd said that to you in a, a message when I was watching it, is this is actually about Tom and Jerry, because I felt as if it was more about uh, Michael Pena and Chloe uh, Mendes. Grace Moretz. Moretz. Yeah. yeah Grace Moretz. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So let's close up shop. Let's get out of here. You will find us on Twitter at 100 things pod you will find us on instagram at 100 things film uh give us a follow tell us how you are getting on 
with the podcast. Uh, please, if you listen on Apple or any way that you can do the uh, do the reviewing thing, please give us a review. Uh, five stars would be good. It would help us to get to your pals. Uh, we're also on uh, Buy Me a Coffee. You can buy us a coffee. If you want to buy us a coffee, you can make a small donation on there of a few dollars, and that will help us pay for the hosting. Uh, we won't drink it unless you tell us specifically to drink it. Drink we it. will yeah. drink it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll uh, but we're on there at buymeacoffee.com forward slash 100 things, or just uh, look up 100 things, buy me a coffee. Uh, John, do you want to say good night? Yeah, guys, good night. Um, as always, stay safe. Um, always wear protection and which is now a face mask, which is really weird. <laughs> <now>. um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, just just take it easy. And thanks for thanks for all the likes and thanks for all the downloads. You're you're doing us proud. We uh, we don't do this for the fame. We do it because we're pals. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, thanks very much for listening. Uh, we will be back next week with a new episode and hopefully some exciting news to share very, very soon. But for now, this cat and mouse game is over. He's been John. (laughs) And he's been Planty. (laughs) And this has been 67 Hings We've Learned from Film. See ya. (laughs) 